Hi, everyone. In this podcast episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Karen, Karen from Mia Fortuna on Instagram. And she shares about her journey as well as how creativity plays an important part in her spiritual path. And she also shares about her wonderful offerings that she has. I really um, recommend following Karen, um, checking her out on Instagram. I, I really appreciate the wisdom and generosity that she brings to the community on Instagram. And I'm really excited for you guys to get to know her. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast and I'm really excited to um, just hear more about all the things that you're planning. I was really sad that I didn't um, make the class on the Miel de Sueños. Um, that weekend I was just feeling kind of low on in energy. energy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of people felt that way and I, it's just that transition of like full on slumber and starting to wake up. So your body's still like five more minutes, please. Five more minutes, you know, when winter and spring kind of transition into from one to the other. So that's normal. Like a lot of people were, were sharing how low their energy felt, but that's mm -hmm. absolutely normal. So, yeah. It's okay. I missed you. I did have, I think 12 women show up, showed up. Okay. That's and exciting. so it was a lot of fun. It was two hours long. We, mm -hmm. we did a lot of, we did both the, the physical actions, you know, the, the, the energetics of the herbs. And then we did the herbal, um, herbal, uh, what I called herbal magic. Mm -hmm. So literally how to use both, you know, the herbs in both, both aspects. So it was yeah. fun. It was, I loved it. And now everybody's sending me pictures every day of how their honey's doing. Cause we're doing the 20 day process. Mm -hmm. We're not, we didn't just, you know, we didn't heat it up. Like you can, you should never um, accelerate the process of honey. It's mm -hmm. it's rich and it's healing, but super delicate as well. So if you expose it to too much heat, it dies. So, okay. so 28 days on my windowsill right now. <laughs> okay, cool. So. Yeah, so we can start off by... Um, having you introduce yourself. Uh, maybe some of the people who tune into my podcast are not super familiar with you, but you are on Instagram and that's how we met. So if that's you want to share a little bit about yourself. Um, well, we'll start with the basics. <laughs> I was born and raised in Venezuela. My parents are Colombians. Um, by the time I was 11 years old, we moved to New Jersey from South America. And I, I lived there for 29 years until four years ago that I moved now, you know, that I live now in California. But it was in New Jersey in my late 20s. I think I was maybe 27, 28 when I started to feel like there was something missing. There was just a connection. There was just, it wasn't religion. I, I grew up Jehovah's Witness. So I knew very well that it was not religion. That was something I, I, I had made up my mind that I will never go back to. Now that I'm bashed, religious, I respect, I respect everyone's path. It was just not mine. And so I felt very hungry. Like I just, anything and everything was just, just to feed the soul. But at the time I didn't recognize that it was just soul hunger, right? So I would, I was reading and going and meeting and 
I think at one point I didn't realize, but I think it was a cult. So <laughs> thankfully I was like, no, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> but you know, you put yourself in all this, yeah. When you're learning, you just go, you get invited. Mm -hmm. Oh, you should go check out this group. Oh, you should go over there. I think this one was a cult. Thankfully, I went twice and I was like, not for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it started there. And I remember reading Women Who Run With Wolves. And what do you mean women have power? What do you mean? Jesus is not the only savior. What do you mean that there was there's such thing as a goddess? You know, it, it was just, it was like I saw the world for the first time. My life completely changed. And so I still read the book. I, I think I've read it like a dozen times. And every time I read it, a different chapter, a different aspect of it hits like, Oh, I needed to read this. You know, I needed to connect. And I think I've gifted this book as well, like 20 times. That's I so should funny. get a commission at this point. Um, <laughs> you should. <laughs> and I wanted to mention that uh, you mentioned that you grew up with Jehovah's Witness people in your family. I That was a, a lot of my um, dad's family members, like my grandma and my uncles, they were Jehovah's Witnesses too. You were mentioning the book, um, Women Who Run With the Wolves, and that was also a really important book for me. Um, I just wanted I didn't to- hear, I didn't hear the last thing you said. That that was also an important book for me in my journey, and I keep going back to it. I'm reading an exercise that I want to do with the journaling exploration I'm doing. Somewhere on my desk right now. Like I know it's here. Like it's never far enough. Always. It's mm -hmm. always nearby. Um, yeah. I'm glad that it also connected with you. That's it's a few women that I know also really the book changed their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, but of course the book did that the it opened the, the, the roads to goddess studies, which I am still extremely connected to. It's still very honoring of that energy. And with it, I also discovered Wicca. So I, I was just <clears throat> in awe of the connection of earth, you know, earth energy and that it had more than just a physical connection, that there was a spiritual connection, that you know everything had spirit, that everything could be felt, that everything could be channeled. And as a natural born medium, which we'll get into that later, mm -hmm. um, it just made so much sense why my life, why I had always felt so awkward and sensitive. And it was just something that you didn't talk about. So Wicca was, it was important. It's still very important in my path. Um, but of course it's a religion. So I, I, once I realized, you know, there's all the steps to become a high priestess, although I am a high priestess in, in not Wicca, but in paganism, um, I kind of stepped back, but I, you know, I also discovered you could continue your studies and continue your, your connection to everything that I had just discovered and love without the religious part. Beautiful. And so I just grew with it. And with it, I realized 
huh, art, I love them. I get their language. You know, I work with them first through magic before I even considered becoming an herbalist. And this was, I'm talking about, I'm 44. This was when I was like 30, 31. And so discovering this connection, discovering the, the magic was all around all the time. Like there was no off on and off button. You know, of course there's times to control it and disconnect from it, but it's always there. And so it was just like realizing that Santa Claus and Cinderella was real. Like all this, you know, fairy tales and folk tales were, had the possibility to be real at some point in history, right? Yeah. And so, oh, I, I had the same reaction to find I just that. I, yes, mm -hmm. I fell in love with life. My, I had suffered most of my life with severe depression, which I still, I didn't know what depression was. That's a whole different topic, but it even helped with that. It even helped with my emotional sadness because it really was just this deeply rooted sadness and just discovering that there were fairies, that there was possible, you know, elves and elves in the shelves, you know? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it's crazy that people bring it, bring elves into their homes. Right. Every yes. Christmas, I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah, um, well, my kids, they do the tooth fairy and I've, um, I worry sometimes about that, but here we are offering tea to a tooth fairy. Oh she might be real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It might be real. So just to continue, you know, the pagan studies just opened up the doors to herbalism, you know, and then herbalism opened up the doors to shamanism. And so about... Eight years ago, I, I met a teacher uh, through the New York Shamanic Center. Her name is Irma, Irma, Irma Star Spirit, uh, Turtle Woman. That's her name. And I'm sorry, but the squeaky toy. <laughs> um, I, I work with her in, in a group of about 15 of us. And it was about two years. It was about two years long. And um, so we learned all different modalities, like, you know, drumming through and drumming and, and guiding, um, guiding journey through drumming. So it involves drumming and guiding, you know, guiding the person to get to kind of like a very light, very, very light trance place and just kind of guide them into a very specific, you know, meditation. And so I used to host the women's circle for the New York gym. Once I finished with her, I got invited to become a member of the Shamanic Center. So I was, I was in charge of the women's circle. And I hosted those circles for about a year and a half. Loved them because I, again, working with women, I didn't even touch into that, but because of the goddess studies, I decided I only want to work with women. I, you know, not that I'm discriminated against men. It's just that women needed this this extra attention when it came to spirituality. 
And so hosting the Women's Circle for the Shamanic Center was what an honor, what a gift, you know. I felt like I could totally do this. I'm helping out. I'm 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 out there doing something in the world and um, other things that we learned, other modules that we learned through the shamanic studies was um, soul retrievals, uh, past life regression, sustos, when someone mm -hmm. goes, goes through like a trauma or an accident or a divorce, um, they call what, you know, it's, it's called sustos, part of your soul being on fright or flight mode all the time, you know, PTSD kind of spiritually. Um, so healing and so it, it always involves the drum like the drum is it's the beat of the heart you know the, the, the beat of the heart that the the sound of the womb as, as we say mm -hmm. and I did it I was there helping and helping others and working with with different all kinds of different women for another two years until I realized I'm helping everyone else but myself like I got so caught up in, yay, I'm in the shamanic center. Yay, I'm helping, yay. And I was starting to crash inside. I was starting to get into a dark place. I was starting to, I felt like a hypocrite, you know? I'm like, here I am helping everyone, but I had no idea how to do it for myself. And, and I was smoking cigarettes and I kept it a secret because, you know, how do you go running circles and you're a smoker, you know? So a lot of realities kind of crash. So I, I call that my, my spiritual death. I was so tired and so exhausted. And so I stopped. I just stopped. Like I closed on my web. I closed everything. I just kind of retreated into my own little world. And instead of healing, I just decided I'm just going to work, you know, get a regular job. Yeah. <laughs> I had the job, but I know I'm going to be a rock star on my job. And mm. huh. <laughs> yeah, that makes me think and, about uh, how seven years later we're here. And I forgot to say one more thing in between all that about mm. Nine, 10 years ago is when I studied with a, with a Native American woman and, and we learned tarot. And that mm -hmm. one, we learned tarot for three years. Mm -hmm. so that, through that initiation is where my Mia Fortuna name comes from. Okay. That's, where, that's why I don't use my shamanic um, um, initiated name, but my name through... My, that initiation is Yayoki. Yayoki means um, black smoking mirror, and it means that I could cry with mm -hmm. obsidian mirrors. Yes. Um, and the shamanic path that we studied was Toltec. Mm -hmm. Wow, your journey has been so beautiful. And I know that uh, there were, obviously in all journeys, there's times when it's challenging. Oh, one, thing you, one thing you said- okay to talk about them, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. One thing that you mentioned about how um, when you were leaving the circles, but you were not, uh, you felt that you were not doing the best for yourself. And um, I was just thinking about how sometimes we hold people who are in a spiritual path. Sometimes we think that, that they shouldn't be doing bad things, you know, but everybody's just human. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's why I have such a hard time with the word guru, because mm-hmm. no, you ha- we don't know what this person who's guiding a circle is dealing with, you know, and and I think the moment I felt that I was guiding a, the last circle I I hosted, I felt like I, I I did it out of there was some sort of ego in there, like there was some sort of like part like the ego played a part like you all must heal. Like it was just, I remember leaving the circle like, I don't think I want to do this again. I didn't like, and of course it didn't come across that way. Like I remember asking for feedback and everybody was like, no, it was a beautiful circle. It was so well guided, but inside I felt it. I was like, that's dangerous. I felt the danger of allowing the ego to kind of continue to do, you know, to take the driver's seat. So I just, I just removed myself from the entire thing. So it took me another five, six years to get back to where I am today. But I, it was, I went through a death. I went through a spirit. I literally went through that. And it took me five years to kind of be reborn. Mm-hmm. And it's been another, it's been in this last year with my journey of losing my uterus, which you know, mm-hmm. I think you know. Yes, you uh, mm-hmm. Is when I realize I'm so disconnected from my body. I didn't realize my body, my womb was dying because mm-hmm. I was so disconnected from it, you know? And so it's been a blessing. It's It's been an absolute gift in the saddest way possible because it reconnected me to what feeds my soul, but in such a honest, honest, brutally honest way. So here I am. Hi, I'm Mia Fortuna. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. And I know um, when we talked last time, you mentioned that the, the work that you had to, that you're doing with your womb healing is something that you also hope to offer um, to other people. I, I do think that all of the things that we are interested um, in like learning or things that we need to heal in ourselves are things that we can help other people um, heal. I also like what you said about the just being careful who you're who you are putting your trust in. Um, I've I've been part of some online groups and before I was able to just kind of join without like worry about the energy. And I don't know if I'm just becoming more discerning or more sensitive, but it's, for me, I can't just like super easily join a group. I was in a a group um, for a really brief period of time, like literally minutes, because I felt, um, I don't even know how to explain how you can feel the energy through Zoom. And that's not my group beautiful that you were able to say no it's not for me thank you very much and that's it you know I do have a group of women that I retreat with and I've been retreating with them for seven years and so and it's hosted by Joanna she wrote the guy and tarot and the herb crafter tarot Mm -hmm. so Joanna is my one of my teachers she's one of my Mm -hmm. my so it's Irma it's the first person I studied with, studied, excuse me, studied with Tarot, mm-hmm. Irma, who I did the shamanic Toltec um, 
studies with and Joanna, who I retreat with for the last seven years. And my newest teacher right now is uh, Berenice. She is the creator of Food Herbalism. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's here in, in, in LA. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's an approach to herbalism um, focused in the BIPOC community. So, and it's, it's very, very, it's very conscious, very, very um, ethical way of handling and studying and practicing herbalism. So this is, there's another teacher on my list. Mm -hmm. This is, with, with herbalism, I think this is my 12th year, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. I got um, certified, excuse me. Yeah, I know um, since I've been following you, you, you share a lot about herbalism and um, I really enjoy your, you have like this little psychic story experiments that you do on your um, <laughs> stories. I always surprise myself when I do get it right, when I don't get it right, I'm like, no, okay. <laughs> I get so much positive feedback when I do the intuition games and I do them almost every day. And I love the feedback because I love posting them as much as I went as you know, everyone likes to test their intuition. Like it's just so much fun to get that. Oh, I almost had it, or you know, I had it right, but no, I second guess myself. And I'm like, that's the lesson. That itself, it's the lesson. Like, I don't I have to charge you how to work with your intuition. It's something so simple but it teaches you so much immediately. So yeah. I love them. I absolutely love the daily intuition uh, post. And I hadn't been so active because I got really busy with, with the candles for, for a while, but I'm starting to kind of get back into, into adding them. I, actually, I was actually going to do the one today later on. <laughs> Yeah, so you're so creative. Um, you have candles, you have banyos that you um, also create and bracelets. So you want to share a little bit about how creativity is part of your spiritual journey as well? Sure. Um, so the day I had to get surgery, the day I was going to lose, I was saying goodbye to my uterus. I had a really dear, beautiful friend, and I don't know if you know her. Her name is... Um, Jennifer, she runs a page on Instagram called Para with Jennifer, um, Puerto Rican. She mm -hmm. does um, tarot. She does, um, how do you call that when you do dancing, um, expressive dancing through tarot. Beautiful work. She does gorgeous, gorgeous work. And so she came to see me that day. I, I, I kind of put out that call. She's part of the women's group that I retreat with. And so she came and we had a ceremony. We, I had the honor and the gift and the, the love of the goddess to be with a sister who, you know, came and held my hand, brought me goodies and brought me uh, a deck that I absolutely love. And I remember pulling, I remember asking, why am I, use, why am I losing my uterus? And I pulled the nine of pentacles and I have to, I'm gonna send you a picture of it if I can't find it now, but it's a woman and has all these little, it's 10 of pentacles, excuse me, and has all these babies outside of her body. And it's 10 of The story medicine? The story, uh -huh. look, I just got the chills. 
And so I remember looking at it and it shocked me because I was so focused on the physical part. Like, what do you mean I'm gonna have 10 babies? What are you talking about? <laughs> and I remember she held my hand and she said, no, your body is telling you that all these projects that need to be born through you no longer need to have this physical resistance. You need to just birth them into the world. Those words are still on my, on my prayer book. I still, I still say those words as often and as much as I need to remind myself when I'm having um, a hard time, a hard day. Mm-hmm. And so it became like a mantra. That, those words became a mantra. I'm, I'm birthing, I'm birthing creativity. I'm birthing something to the world. And so I started to birth. And the first thing that came, although it had been happening for a while, but I shared was the candles, you know, in, in, you know, in, in what's, how do I describe them? People usually call them fixed candles. I like the word intention. They're intentional candles. Mm-hmm. And so when I work for a candle for amor, for love, I go through a whole uh, pagan, shamanic, goddess um, ceremony, and I incorporate all these mm-hmm. things that I love, that have, that give me my strength, that, that are my backbone, including tarot. And I, so I make them, I make them with a very specific moon cycle, I make them with a very specific music, I make them you know, I have to be dressed in a certain way or I might be wearing a, an amulet, you know, connected mm-hmm. to love. And so every candle I offer is made in, in such a way. It, it's, it's, there's, there really is time spent behind it. Yeah. And so the bracelets came in and it's the same exact thing. Like there's no, so if I'm making love candles, I make the love bracelets and I make anything related to love at that time. If I'm making a Fortuna, which is pr- prosperity, the, uh, mm-hmm. the, um, candle, same thing. Um, and little by little, things have been coming through so much more and so fast that right now I have about 18 books on my desk right now. I look like a mad woman because there's so many things coming through and I'm like, ah, brain, I can't. So I'm constantly walking around with my really bad chicken scratch, um, handwritten no. notes and just writing because there's so much. And so it's true. Ten of Pentacles has been become the embodiment of my creativity. Um, so I do the baño, same thing, you know. And because I love working with herbs, I work with them. Now I'm, I'm starting to share more of the physical healing part of it. And of course, I will never stop working with and including the magical part of it. Um, it resonates with a lot of people, with others it doesn't, and that's okay. It's, you know, it's not meant for everyone, and that's yeah. okay. Like, I'm mm-hmm. totally okay with that. I don't, you know, when someone tells me, no, you know, it's not my thing, that's okay. Thank you. I appreciate your honesty. I'd rather someone tells me than they mm-hmm. stick around and, you know, becomes a weird thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's going on. I'm getting back into my shamanic practices, so now I'm going to, I'm softly and slowly offering the drumming guided journeys. Yes. And so next week I have about five women that I asked 
or who volunteer to kind of work with me mm -hmm. and you know to see how it works through zoom because we still yes, can't one of them yes you <laughs> are so excited <laughs> i'm so excited yeah. um wednesday is booked like i'm completely busy oh i have five women that day and i'm super excited because i haven't done it in a while and not for others i do it for myself mm -hmm. i drum for myself all the time i yeah. you know i have my i'm really interested in drumming um I follow somebody on Instagram. She's she sings and drums. Her um, name is Wild Moon Wisdom, I believe, and she sings in Spanish. Oh. I'll send her to you in case you yes, haven't met her. I would love to yeah. hear that. And wow, um, yeah, I'm not trying. You were mentioning. Oh, sorry, I didn't. I didn't hear what you said. I said nobody needs to hear me sing. Trust me. <laughs> well, maybe I'm just gonna share because I saw your post on the throat chakra. Um, on Instagram and um, in another Patreon that I'm a part of with Leticia Casano, we're going through the Venus journey and there's the exploration of the throat chakra. Uh -huh. So um, the throat chakra is one that I also kind of struggle with or feel like it's some the chakra that I need to work on the most because of um just like having difficulty um communicating and also i probably would never sing although i do love to sing but i would never sing in public <laughs> mm -hmm. so when i hear um joanna is her name sing it's it just moves me so much and um right so I, the push of maybe i could do this not necessarily in public but i could do you know express that medicine even if it's yeah. private oh, i love that get a job i i'm looking um if you Your have drum. any recommendations <laughs> i got my drum through a family in north carolina who they they not only do they hunt their own animals but they they grow them they eat them and then they use the hide for mm -hmm. um, to make the drum yeah so it's, yeah. it's not like they went and they killed the you know the deer and now you have a drum no no it's it's a whole process and so i felt like yeah this is definitely how i want to mm -hmm. how i want to purchase my drum and I, I i got mine small but potent mm -hmm. yeah so I, I will send you the information if you're interested sure. but i'll send it to you no problem okay yeah um, i feel um you know how when you feel like an interest and sometimes if you follow that you discover that it's part of your path um and that's usually how i follow my my hunches and my interests right. mm -hmm. like if yeah. something's like knock 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 you know nudging you there's something mm -hmm. that i agree yeah. which is what makes expand and grow and blow and learn and mm -hmm. it's beautiful i love this path I love this so so much, mm -hmm. and like I hope I, I hope that always translates with the work I do, with the words I share. Like I don't share just to share, you know what I mean. Like if it doesn't yeah. resonate, it's not from the alma. Mm -hmm. Not for me, you know. Yeah, I I really appreciate um, what you share because your post you offer a lot of wisdom, um, not 
it feels to me without expecting too much in return. We all appreciate the follows and the shares <laughs> because that's how the algorithm works. But I always, when I read your post, I feel like you just have um, like this wealth of wisdom that is overflowing and you are gifting it to anybody who comes to your page. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> yeah, so thank you so much for um, putting yourself out there, sharing your story. Um, your story is really personal and it heals people, you know, when they read it. Um, so you're, for me, you're an example, like an aspiration, somebody that I would like to be like. Yeah. Yeah. I spent so long studying and oh my God, that hunger. And then I spent another six, seven years integrating because that's what that death meant. The integration of everything I learned. And now everything that needed to stay with me stayed and what didn't no longer here, you know, but. That's a really good point. I also feel that I've had that, that hunger for knowledge. And sometimes I also have my stack of books and my list of things that I'm, that are coming to me or that I want to do. And sometimes I, I ask myself like, Am I gonna do all of these things or is... get it, do it, all of it, all of I support all of it. Oh my god, don't talk to me about it. I'm the mal influencia. <laughs> because I I did it. That's how I'm like, I want all of them. And you know what? That's how you learn. That's how you figure things out without having to go be in a group, you know, if, if being a solitary practitioner is what really resonates with you, mm -hmm. which is exactly what's happening in my practice right now. It's mm -hmm. just that being a solitary practitioner, then you need all the, all the journals and all the, all of them, mm -hmm. <laughs> all the pens and all the pencils. <laughs> yes, and all the books to all the courses. I oh. like what you said about allowing the integration also because there is a period, and I think it's part of the creative process too, when you are gathering the knowledge and the inspiration, and then you kind of let it do its work inside your mind and your heart to integrate itself, and then you can birth something or create something. 100%. And you know, I am partially kidding about doing it all and learning it all. I am. Some of it is true, some of it, I'm like, you know, don't spend so much money either. Mm -hmm. but a lot of times you have to just kind of throw yourself into things just to know if, if it's going to be part of your, you know, uh, magical tool um, bag or is yeah. that part of your tools? Mm -hmm. So but just, you know, the only advice, and, and I think I've done that, we've, we've had those conversations, you know, Make sure it resonates with your soul and not just your, oh, I want to learn this, you know, the ego part of it. Because that's that, that plays a part. Like, let's, you know, let's be honest. Like, there's a part of it that I know in the past I did it with, oh, oh, well, that sounds, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Some of it did shift my life and actually had like a greater purpose. And I went in it with a partial, yeah, I want to learn partial. Oh, this is going to be great for for my website type of reality, uh -huh. you know, like, ugh, that's yeah. also cool. So, that I'm putting. 
I'm going to 44. Well, I'll take it back. <laughs> yeah, I I love what you said about following those inklings because they do, some of them will stick and some of them you'll realize with discernment that maybe they were not for you. And, um, but I do think it's worth following it to see where it leads you as long as you're safe and you're not putting anyone or yourself at risk. Um, and then to be open to your body or your mind telling you, you know, something seems off here and listening to that. Your yeah. body always tells you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's women, that literally that gut feeling, you know, I'm always posting gut feelings are real feelings. Like I'm constantly reminding people <laughs> like gut feeling because mm -hmm. they're true. If your body is telling you something's off, something's off and you may not show immediately you might spend 10 years into something and then realize i should have listened to it, you know so yeah no hence the everyday exercises let's sharpen up that intuition we could do better like we could become better every single day you know i mean yeah definitely listen to your intuition it's yeah Yes, it's the best um, gift, and the guru is in sight. <laughs> protection, the best teacher. Yeah, and my intuition is so sharp sometimes that I don't even talk sometimes because I'm like, if I say something, I'm going to ruin it for someone like, because I've said things like, well, and I immediately, you know, when someone really wants to do something, you they get, you they you get that resistance of, let me just do it by myself. And that's okay, that's human nature, right? So I just, mm -hmm. someone asks for my opinion of what I think, you know, unless you're my partner or my brother or my sister, you're gonna get it regardless. I don't care what you wanna do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think, I think we've had conversations like that, like, hey, you know, precaution, be cautious, or, you know, of course, being truly respectful, never bashing anybody. I don't believe in that. Mm -hmm. Just we have to protect each other. We have to protect. We do, them. yeah. And also, just being there. Like I feel that you, for me, you are there if I ever have anything that, like my body is telling me something feels off. I feel like I can come to you for a check-in. It's a ear that's there. I, I mean, this is why we're talking. I, I'm like. Let's check with each other. Let's let's see where we are. I love that. I love talking to to women that I connect with, and we may not have a thousand things in common, but when it comes to our spiritual walk and we share the same language in certain things, absolutely, absolutely, I'm going yeah. to and and sometimes you know women are you know no thank you no problem. It's not being like a hawk. You know, it's, it, I rarely do it. Like I rarely reach out and I say, hey, maybe we could have like our own circle of two women, you know, mm -hmm. once a month, you know? I think I'm doing that with three other women at this point right now. Like just, mm -hmm. and two of them reached out to me, which I loved. I was like, oh, okay, give and take. It's yeah. very, as two women and two women mm -hmm. as, it's so important, especially with the virus. When everybody has been so locked up, mm -hmm on each other we need to be community for each other that's what community is right yeah yeah um i also wanted to mention that i've pulled the ten of pentacles twice in the last few days 
And for me, I, I've been using the modern witch tarot. So it has that community feeling. And um, I'm learning um, about the importance of community to um, heal yourself and just to be in community with other people. I feel like sometimes here in the US, we're very individualistic. So I've been learning a lot about that as well. Um, we can't just be out for ourselves, you know, we have to think about everybody. You could be, you could be a solo practitioner. You need community to help. Is mm -hmm. who are you gonna help? Just yourself? Oh, come on, that's boring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that might be the beginning. Of course, um, like you said. Of yes. course. Mm -hmm. You know, let me let me work on myself. And you know what? You never stop working on yourself. So let's mm -hmm. be honest. That's an everyday lesson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's more fun when you can share with other people. Yeah. Um, I don't want to take too much of your time. So if I wanted to ask if there's maybe like some final thoughts you want to share with people in the podcast. Um, also share um, how people can work with you and where they can find you. Sure. Um, I'm actually okay with time, but thank you for that. Um, but I'm not trying to keep you until 5 p.m. Um, so just to share a little bit more, I'm actually working besides the store, the online store. Um, I'm actually preparing to host my first women's retreat next year. Um, I'm 99% sure it's going to be in the desert. Um, it's one of the most healing places that I've been able to, wow, connect deeply to Pachamama, to Gaia, to Mother Earth, whatever you want to call her. It's been one of the most beautiful experiences spiritually. So I would love to work with women in the same setting. And it's going to be, I can't believe I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> yeah, put it out into the universe. <laughs> Not my teacher or my best friend. So this is a big deal. So oh. the the retreat is called When When the Womb Cries, and it's a retreat um, in healing and, first of all, connecting to the womb and understanding the womb through spirituality and walking away from fear, not allowing fear to live in our womb, because that's exactly what caused me to lose my, my own uterus. Um, and then just you know, it's, it's obviously it's a spiritual retreat. It will have um, aspects of all the things that I practice. So there will be art making, there will be tarot, there will be meditation, there will be herbalism, there will be silent walks. Um, and, and I wanted to, I want to keep it very small. Uh, maybe, maybe eight women, maybe tops. Eight to 10, it will be like, that's it. Um, there will be a chef, so no one has to worry about cooking. And so that's what I'm putting together right now. That's why all the crazy books right now next to me and working with herbs and just kind of connecting in that in that place. Because if I could help one woman to prevent what I went through, mm -hmm. I don't have to do anything else. One, all I could imagine, you know. And sometimes we just need someone to kind of hold out our hand, you know, their hands and and tell us like, you know. Follow me. We could have, you know, we could have these conversations in a very. I'm really excited about it. I'm. I can't believe I shared the name. It's. it's that sounds so exciting. Thank you. Yeah. 
And of course, if anybody's interested in finding out more of what I'm doing, I my Instagram is very kind of like my my daily journal. But again, I don't share unless it resonates or it means something, or if feel, I feel like it's coming from el alma. Like it's not not to gain followers. Followers are great, amazing. They they're fantastic, but. Those who are connecting to me or with me, excuse me, mm-hmm. because they're, what I what we're doing together is going to resonate with each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm on Nina Fortuna on Instagram and my webpage. It's linked to my Instagram, but you know, you're not on Instagram. My my website is www.miafortuna.com, okay. and so my store is listed there. My um, seasonal free classes, herbalist classes, are listed there. The next one's going to be on the Juni Konak, so I'll, I'll let you know. So, you know. And I'm going to add the blog part of it to it, so there will be more sharing on what's coming on and what's what's going on. But yeah, I'm I love being part of this community. Yeah, I well, I am so happy that you're here, and thank you so much for being um, available today for the podcast. So much, thank you.